If you have a newborn, this episode is for you. We are covering all things transitioning out of the swaddle, but maybe you clicked on this episode or maybe you are scanning and skimming this blog because you have a baby who is being swaddled. And so the fact that I just said a newborn being swaddled, you're like, no, 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 Becca. My kid is seven months old and we're still swaddled. That is okay because there's no judgment. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you what to do if you have a newborn or a baby who is being swaddled and how we can transition them out. Plus, I am sharing some voice memos from our amazing team members who recently went through these transitions, and I want them to tell you all about it. Hey, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant here at Little Z Sleep, and we love sleep. We love it so much that we are on a mission to tell the world that sleep is a thing. Sleep is not a competitive badge of honor. It is not something that you have to wait and survive through and trudge through as a parent. You actually can have sleep now, and we are all about that. And here on the podcast, you will hear stories from well-rested families. You will hear troubleshooting, problem solving, and everything in between to help your family make sleep a thing. Of course, you don't have to wait for every episode to come out. You can actually get a step-by-step sleep training plan over on littlezsleep.com slash shop. From newborn to preschool, we want to help give you the resources to increase your family's sleep every single night and ensure that your family is happy, healthy, and well-rested. Hey, so before we get started, you are thinking about this most likely because you have a newborn and I have something free that I want you to have. Did you know that I am actually teaching you how to start and how to implement sleep routines and a schedule from the newborn stage? And I'm teaching this for free. You can get my free newborn guide, which is going to give you everything you need to know about creating a daytime routine. And there are some bonus videos that I want you to have. So check out the link below for the free newborn routine guide. This is going to give you everything that you will need to know that I did not have with my first baby. I just wanted someone to tell me like, when do I feed this kid? When do I put them to sleep? When do I wake them up? How much time can they be awake for? Can they even be awake for five hours? Spoiler alert, no, but I thought they could. So I'm equipping you with everything that I wish I had for free. You can check this out in the links below, the free newborn routine guide, or head to littlezsleep.com slash newborn guide, and you can download it for free right now. In this episode, I am going to tell you, first of all, the ages that we will start to transition out of the swaddle what to do if you have a baby who is still swaddled. And then I want to encourage you with some real stories of some Little Z's team members who made this transition recently and they have different experiences. So I want you to hear it from moms who just did this. I understand that I've been working with families for eight years and I've helped thousands, tens of thousands of families make sleep a thing, but I haven't made my girls transition out of the swaddle in seven years. And so it's always good to get like boots on the ground, people talking about this. So we're going to get into today how to transition your baby out of the swaddle. Swaddles are an amazing tool that helps calm your baby and helps them sleep well and sleep longer. The reason that we have swaddles is because if you've ever seen your newborn sleeping, they have something that looks like they're jumping when they're sleeping. And this is called the Moro reflex or the startle reflex. This is normal because their bodies have not fully developed. They're still figuring out how they can be in control and how they can move. And so your newborn is very jumpy 
when they sleep. That's normal. If you are a first time parent looking at your baby, like, why are you like jumping all the time when you're sleeping? Just be still. This is normal. Part of this reason too is yes, they have been very much confined for nine months and now they are just loose out in the wild world. And so being in the swaddle actually helps them feel more safe and secure. There is not a lot. I will just preface this. Like you're not going to find a lot of research on newborns or babies in the sleep world. And part of this is because if this makes sense, you're not really going to have a lot of parents raise their hand and say, yes, please do test on my baby to keep them awake for a long time. Yes, please do this and that. You can definitely find research, but it's very limited. So for those who are like, show me the research on swaddles, Becca, this is one of those areas where you can definitely find some research. You can definitely go out there. However, what I want to encourage you with is the best thing to do is to look at your own baby and determine what is best suited for them. So let's talk about the swaddles. Swaddles are not straight jackets. You may be seeing comments and messages about people talking about how that just looks so horrible and how dare you confine your baby, but they like this. They just spent nine months all safe and secured and bundled up in the womb and And now they're out in the open. And so that swaddle, that effect reminds them of that safe and secure environment and it helps them sleep longer. What they say, and this is where I was going with that research part, because how do they know? Well, part of this is when that newborn has those reflexes, it's almost like when you and I are starting to fall asleep. Have you ever had those moments where you feel like you're falling? You're like starting to drift off and all of a sudden you jerk awake and it's like, oh my gosh, I would just quickly dream that I was falling or it felt like I had this sensation of falling. For me, I always had this sensation that I was falling off of a bunk bed because I had a bunk bed when I was a kid. It's funny how that happens, but sometimes people say it's like they're falling off a cliff or they're falling out of bed, whatever that is for you. And it's very similar. And so that startle can wake the newborn up. So the reason that we have these swaddles is to keep the baby safe, secure, and snug. And so it protects that reflex from jumping. And then they wake up when they really just could have been sleeping. That's the point, and that's the purpose of the swaddle. Here at Little Z's, I teach that the swaddle is an excellent tool for the first zero to at most 12 weeks of life. We talk about transitioning out of the swaddle sometime between eight to 12 weeks. That's a really wide range, and I wanna talk to you and give you the signs about like why is that such a big range, but before I get into that, I want to put a big old asterisk right here and tell you that this is adjusted age. If you have a newborn who came really early, you are going to be using their adjusted age for quite some time. There is no definitive like, oh, for every preemie baby at, you know, three months from, um, you know, due date, this is when you are officially moving on and graduated from adjusted age. It depends on the baby and you know your baby best. So, I want you to know sometime between eight to 12 weeks from due date, so adjusted age, that's when we are looking at transitioning out of the swaddle. Within these many weeks to determine, there are some signs that we're looking for. The first sign is rolling. If your newborn is rolling from belly to back or back to belly, 
you need to get them out of the swaddle. Now, I'm not talking about that random time that you are playing on the playmat and they were, you know, laying on their back and all of a sudden they flopped over to their belly and they never did it ever again and they're not showing any more signs. I'm not talking about just a one-off. I'm talking about like they are rolling. They are in their bassinet or in their crib and they are demonstrating that they want to roll which by the way, that's a self-soothing strategy and I encourage that. But it is not safe to have a newborn who is rolling in a swaddle because they can't get back over and they can't help get themselves righted again. And this will cause frustration. And then of course, we don't want their face head down into the mattress. So if they are starting to show you signs or they are rolling, please go ahead and transition them out. Another sign is age. Okay. So yes, somewhere between eight to 12, but this is going to have to do with, is your baby right at about that 11 to 12 week mark? If you're at that point, like, yes, it's time to transition. If you're in the eight to 11 week, we're going to look for that rolling sign. We're going to keep in mind your age. The next thing we're going to look for, the next third sign would be, are they starting to use their hands to want to self-soothe? If your baby, you have seen them maybe while they are, um, on the playmat or they are maybe laying in the crib or the bassinet while you are getting their swaddle or while you're changing their diaper, if they start to put their hands in their mouth and they start to suck on their wrist or suck on their hand or suck on their thumb or whatever they can find on their hand to suck on and they start to close their eyes and you can tell they're soothing themselves to sleep, that's a great sign that they are ready to use their hands and they can have a little bit more control over that. So those three signs are the biggest things you're going to look for when it's time to transition out, whether it's their rolling, whether it's their age, or they're starting to use their hands to self-soothe. The final fourth sign is if they are busting out of that swaddle and you have tried all kinds of different ones and it's just not working, then yes, let's save everybody the middle of the night frustration and just go ahead and get them out of the swaddle. Because if they are actively trying to bust out, then let's go ahead and get them out and be hands-free. Hey, if you do not have a child who is sleeping through the night and you are ready to make sleep a thing, did you know that you can be matched to the Little Z Sleep program that is right for you? All you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com slash sleep dash quiz, or just click the handy link below in the podcast show notes. And we want to match you to the sleep training program that is right for your family. Once you take this quiz, you'll find a video where I explain what this course is all about, and then you can jump in. This is available for you right now. Go ahead and get matched to the program so we can help you make sleep a thing as soon as possible. So you know your signs, you've seen the signs. Now let's make our plan to get out. Overall, the big picture here is that it should take no more than one week to go from swaddled to arms out. Now, we're not just going from swaddle to absolutely nothing. Our end goal here is a sleep sack. And the reason I'm suggesting a sleep sack is because still at this age, they cannot have blankets or any loose items in their crib. And so while they may be chilly or while it may be drafty in their room and it's a little bit colder, they they cannot have a blanket. Okay. That happens after 12 months old, but right now a sleep sack, which is a wearable blanket is a great option to keep them comfortable. And it still has that 
security, if you will, for their legs. Okay. So when they're moving around, they can still have protection on their legs. It can keep them comfortable. And a lot of babies do like these to pull up on the fabric and suck on the fabric. So that's another reason that sleep sacks can be great. Personally, I used sleep sacks until six to eight months. And then I, I just personally was done buying them. And so I thought, well, let's just go ahead and ditch them. So you don't need to have sleep sacks forever. Although Yes, I recommend sleep sacks sometimes for kids all the way up to the toddler years. And those are great pieces when the baby or the toddler at that point cannot keep a blanket on them. A three-year-old cannot keep a blanket. They're moving all over that bed. So a wearable blanket like a sleep sack, you will actually, and you can use this for years to come, but it is a good segue straight from a swaddle to a sleep sack. By the way, if you are specifically looking for brands that I recommend, check out my Amazon shop. I've linked it for you in the show notes and you can check that out because there's tons of options. It's just going to depend on what your budget is. I will give a shout out to the Woolino. Woolino was not telling me to advertise this, but it's a fan favorite on our Little Z's team. And it's, it's expensive. It's about $100, but it is one that will last you for years and it is regulated by body temperature. So that's pretty cool. So you can check that out. There's all those links. Let's talk about the swaddle transition and how we're going to go within one week, how we're going to go from a swaddle to open arms in a sleep sack. So the first thing I want you to do is commit to this. Let everybody in your household know, whoever is helping you with your baby's sleep, that we are making this transition. The worst thing you could do is just have it in your mind that this is your plan and then don't don't tell anybody and then get really upset in the middle of the night when you see your baby have their arms in the swaddle again. So step one, forward this episode to your partner, to whoever is helping you make sleep a thing in your house and let them know, Hey, we're going to start this tonight. We're doing this. Okay. So let's all get on the same page. The next thing you're going to do is start this at nighttime. I always recommend whether it is a, you know, nighttime training plan or a swaddle transition. My, all of my sleep training courses, we start at night. The reason is because naps, especially for newborns can be really tricky. And I just don't want to throw any more variables in there. So we're going to start at night. This means after your bedtime routine, you are going to put the baby in their swaddle. However, one of their arms, you're going to leave out of the swaddle. So you have one arm in the swaddle, one arm out of the swaddle, and you're going to complete your bedtime routine. You're likely still doing the pick up, put down method that I teach inside my course at this age. And then you're going to say goodnight and leave the room. They're asleep. Then what you're going to do is any time throughout the night that they wake up and it's time for a feed, you're going to switch the arms. So the arm that was out, you'll now put that one down and you'll take the other arm that was in and move that one out. So you're alternating the arms, which one's in and which one's out every single time they have a night waking. Now in the morning, you'll need to remember, okay, so the right one was out and the left one was in so that the very next nap, you can switch them. Okay. The other arm is out and the other arm is in. And this motion of one arm in, one arm out, one arm in, one arm out, you can do this for about three to four days max. Then what you're going to work on is getting both arms out. And this will take again, about three to four days for baby to get adjusted to this. Overall, this motion of taking one arm in, one arm out, that's it. That's how you transition out of the sleep sack. Some babies, you 
don't need to do three days of alternating. They can just take one or two days. You are the parent, you are the caregiver, and you can definitely determine how this is going. But please use your judgment with that. What we're aiming for is as your baby is transitioned out and both of their arms are out, even you can see the signs when they are having just one arm free, you can start to see them sucking on their wrist, sucking on their arm, sucking on their fingers. Sometimes newborns aren't quite there yet to grasp like, okay, here's my thumb. Let me suck on that. My two girls, they loved and they found the middle two fingers the easiest. So they were never thumb suckers. They actually sucked their middle two fingers until I introduced a stuffed animal at about one years old. So that just as an aside, it's normal. I know that we kind of generalize sucking the thumb, but it's more common that they would suck the wrist or the hand because that takes a lot of dexterity to actually just find that thumb. Um, of course you could help them if you want to. Some families say that works, but you are definitely free to let your baby figure out what works best for them. On that fifth, sixth, seventh day, when all of their arms are open, go ahead and put them into the sleep sack. Okay. So within one week, we have transitioned from you were in the swaddle to now we're out of the swaddle. The reason that I put a one week stipulation is I have seen for way too long people do the swaddle transition for weeks and weeks up to like a month. And that is way too much work. So you only need to spend one week doing this. We need to rip that bandaid off and get that swaddle off, the sooner that they have their hands free, the quicker they will be able to learn self-soothing strategies, which is why I want to come to my very next caveat. If you have a three-month-old, a four-month-old, you can do this transition, okay? So I know the ideal that I'm talking about is anywhere between eight to 12 weeks. But if you have a three-month-old or a four-month-old, you can do this transition. You just might want to spend like one day doing the one arm in, one arm out. If you have a five-month-old baby or older, I would highly recommend cold turkey out of the swaddle. So here's why I recommend that. For our older babies, they need to have their arms out. A five, six, seven, eight month old is fully capable of rolling. However, parents typically tell me, and I would love to know if this is where your mind has been. They typically tell me like, Becca, I was so afraid that they would roll over in the middle of the night. I just kept them in the swaddle. Or I have heard people say, well, yeah, they were just so struggling with that startle reflex and they were constantly waking themselves up. So I kept them in the swaddle. And my friend, that is why this is going to be a problem. The longer they stay in the swaddle, the harder it will be for them to get rid of their startle reflex. They have to be free. It's the same thing as if you were to always pick your baby up if they tried to walk and they fell down. You have got to make sure that they learn. They will have night wakings. They will have disrupted sleep, but they have to learn how to work through these things. We can't just always rescue them at every single moment of the day. So with our older babies, our five months and older, I'm asking you to cold turkey tonight, put them into a sleep sack. Goodbye swaddle, put them into a sleep sack. No matter if you are the eight to 12 week old or the cold turkey out of the swaddle baby in this situation, it will take about seven to 10 days for everybody to feel like we've got this. Now, some kids are just going to like get it really fast and that's fine. In fact, you will hear from Kate in a moment about how quickly her son Colton adjusted. However, 
I want you to know that it's normal. So don't freak out after a few days when they are in the sleep sack and you are having disrupted sleep at night and you've got to go over there and help get them unstuck from the corner of the crib. That's normal. You are going to have some disrupted sleep. It's harder. Like I get it. It's harder if you have been consistent with the newborn course or you're doing our baby sleep course and everything is great, but you kept them in the swaddle and now it's time to get out. When you do this, you will naturally have some wakings because baby is adjusting. Anytime your kid goes through changes, there will be disruptions in their sleep. And this actually happens even with my girls who are in elementary school. When they have a big day, when something is really they're going through developmentally, they do have some stirrings in the night. That is normal. So please hear me. This is like the beginning of our journey. This does not mean that you cannot sleep train or you cannot help your baby learn how to sleep 11 to 12 hours all night long. What this means is that when you know that sleep is a thing, those random times that they have disturbances, you can easily pinpoint it. Oh, we're having disrupted sleep right now because they're transitioning out of the swaddle. Oh, we're having a hard time with our naps because we're transitioning from three to two naps. You know what the problem is. You're no longer grasping at straws. Does that make sense? So let's kind of recap before we hear from Kate and Elizabeth. When you are transitioning out of the swaddle, you are taking one week at most. Okay. So this could really just take a few days, but at most it could take one week to get out of the swaddle. And what you're going to do is transition your baby's arms from one arm in one arm out and alternate that until you have reached about three to four days of that. And now we're out completely. And now we're in a sleep sack and we are encouraging them to roll, to use your hands, to self-soothe, to put your bum in the air and snuggle in your face on the, on the mattress, whatever your baby decides to do, suck on their fingers. Like have at it, but we now know that your baby is free and safe to roll and move because they are hands-free and they have the ability to use their arms and their limbs to help them get around in their crib. Pretty cool. Normally also at this time, because I just said the word crib, this is also just as a bonus tip when we can get out of the bassinet. So now that your baby can roll, they need some more space. And so just as a little aside, I would encourage you to go ahead and get them out of the bassinet and into the crib. Hey, Kate here with little Z's. I recently had my third child Colton. He is now nine weeks old. And when we first brought him home from the hospital, we had him in the swaddle me Velcro swaddle with his arms down. Uh, Right around three weeks old, we decided to transition him to the nested bean Zen one sleep sack. So this is an arms up sleep sack that has zippered mesh arm coverings. And he really enjoyed that for several weeks up until about seven weeks old. He started to show signs that he was potentially ready to be completely arms free. He was beginning to roll onto his side and kick his legs straight up in the air. We could also tell that he was getting a little bit frustrated with that restricted range of motion with his arms. He wasn't quite able to reach his mouth with his hands and his fingers. And he was starting to wake up a little bit more frequently during naps and at night. So right at eight weeks old, we decided to transition him to be completely arms free. Um, So going into the first day of this transition, um, nap one, we had his left arm free. So we unzipped the left side of the sleep sack and his left arm was completely free while his right arm was contained. He did really great with that. So for nap number two, we swapped. His left arm was contained and his right arm was out. 
and we were really pleasantly surprised that he did great with nap number two that we decided, you know what, let's just see what he does with nap number three and let's go ahead and see what he does with both arms out. And again, he did fantastic. So we went ahead and kept both arms out for the rest of the naps that day and throughout the night. And within three days or so, it was as if he had always been arms free. So we were very excited that it only took a couple of days. I think the key for us was staying consistent, even through um, more challenging naps or night wakings where, you know, it might've been easy to think, okay, I'm just gonna go back to the sleep sack or the swaddle because I know that he's at least slept better with that. Um, but we, we stayed consistent and we stuck with it. And within three days, he was rocking being completely arms free. We had a very similar experience with our um, other son, Wyatt, his older brother. Uh, it only took a couple of days for him. But with our daughter, Ella, we um, she is the eldest of all three of our kids. And she stayed in her swaddle a little bit longer. She was closer to the three to four month period before we transitioned her out of the swaddle. So she was definitely very accustomed to being nice and snug in her swaddle. So it, it took her um, closer to two weeks to fully transition out. Uh, so we've certainly seen a little bit of a difference between all three of our kids. But I would say definitely staying consistent is the key uh, to getting your little one used to being arms free and being confident to move those arms freely about. If you are interested in more of this, I want you to check out our newborn guide. Even if you have a 12 week old, this still applies to you. So check out our free newborn routine guide, littlezsleep.com slash newborn guide. So you can get the entire expectations of how to manage your day with a newborn, when they're supposed to sleep, when they can feed, how long they can be awake for. There are even some free videos that you can get along with this. So check that out in the links below. Most of all here at Little Z's, we believe that sleep is a thing even through transition times, like getting that of the swaddle. So we welcome you back every week as we continue to help your family become happy, healthy, and well-rested. Sweet dreams. See you next time.